I'm Kate. And I'm Jesse. And you're listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. <laughs> Let's do this. And worst case scenario, you put out a poll, you put out a survey. If you're not on Instagram, you can put out a survey and to your to your email list or on your website asking people what what they want to see from you. Welcome to Cocktails and Content Creation, the podcast dedicated to helping you easily create content with confidence. I'm Kate Andrews. And I'm Jesse Wyman. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Content Creation, episode 59. If you're enjoying the podcast, why not leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening? We would love to know what you think. For today's episode, we're talking about how you can reverse engineer your content. We'll explain what that really means in a minute. But before we go any further, let's talk about the good stuff. What are you drinking? I am drinking a bottle of, well, not a whole bottle, but a glass of <laughs> uh, Cloud9 Pinot Noir. It's a, a, it was a gift from a client. So I'm tapping into that. Well, that sounds extraordinary. Yeah, no, it's very good. I mean, I haven't had like red wine in a while, so I usually go for the white out of the Boda box, but um, mm. you know, so I actually got a bottle this time. I like sweet red wine. If I'm going to have a, like, I don't mind a dry white wine or rosé, but if I'm going to have a red, I want it to have like almost like a desserty, yeah, like a mm-hmm. real sweet, like licorice type of taste. That's yeah. just me. Th- I bet I'd like sherry. I thought sherry was pretty dry though. No, I think it has like that, that sweet finish to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it, whoever's listening that knows sherry, if you want to let us know what it tastes like. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't think I, I've ever my, heard it. My grandmother, that's like all she would drink. Mm. is sherry every time we go over the house it was sherry mm. even like in the afternoon <laughs> very nice yes afternoons with sherry. well i mean that's essentially what we're doing is day drinking to record this show mm, so. yes <laughs> well so, yeah. i'm excited about this con this is a this is something that you kind of proposed as a topic and after when i read about your notes i was like oh this is such a good topic yeah. So topic. I think people get really stuck on like, oh my gosh, what am I going to write about? What should I write about? Um, I have nothing to talk about. And so one thing that I talk to my clients about in preparing for their shoots is what, you know, what type of content do we want to create that's going to be useful for your future content creation? So, you know, thinking about it as a way of like, you know, what problem are you trying to solve or what upcoming launches do you have? Um, is one way to reverse engineer your um, your content creation. So if you think about it like this, like we've got these overall steps and I'm just going to run through them real quickly, at least the way I do it. So, um, but ultimately what it's going to help you with is give you a list of ideas to write about. So if you're fresh out, if you cannot already repurpose existing content, this is going to be, you know, a solution that you can consider doing. So number one, Again, think about those upcoming launches or topics or posts that you want to talk about. Um, and if you are stuck on this, go back to thinking about what the pain points are or the problems that your clients have um, that you can solve. So this is one simple way that you can do this. For example, um, if I'm thinking about my photography clients, um, you know, some of them may, you know, be hesitant to book a brand photographer because they just, they feel like their brand isn't unique or they feel like their shoot could be boring and they want to be able to stand out, but they're really like not sure how this photographer would help them with that. So 
that's step number one is to think about those problems. Another problem could be, you know, maybe someone, a client of mine is hesitant to reach out because they aren't confident in their ability to pose or look natural in front of the client, in front of the camera. And that's literally been holding them up. So those, so first step one, write down all the problems. Step two, come up with basic titles or caption starters to address that pain point or problem. So in that first example about their, you know, the fear that their shoot is going to be boring, they can't stand out. Maybe it's something like, and I'm just going to like spitball this, right? This is what you're doing. You're just spitballing ideas, just titles. You're not going to need to flesh out all the details yet, but like some title for a Instagram post or a blog post could be how to make your shoot feel like you and your brand, not everyone else's. So that could be a blog post that I then write write about, or I could say how to avoid a cut and paste session. Or maybe another title could be the props you can think about that will help you stand out in a crowded market or something like that, where it will help them see that there's potential to through the process, through my process, that will help them overcome that fear that their their shoot's going to be boring or not unique. So that's step number two, then to come up with these titles. And then step number three is then to look at your calendar and say, okay, when do I want to post these? What do I actually want it to be? Do I want it to be an Instagram post? Do I want it to be a blog post? Realistically, you translate them to all like three, you know, Instagram blog posts or newsletter. And then you flush out the actual content of the article and then repurpose Mm -hmm. as needed. So really, it's actually pretty easy to reverse engineering your content. I totally agree. And you actually... Uh, it's I, as I, I said, it's so funny how we work in two different industries. I mean, essentially, we're both content creators, right? But we have two different industries in a way. And yet we still think about things very much the same mm-hmm. because I think, you know, when it, I try to separate myself from being a blogger and I when I try to come up with topics and what I mean by that is kind of what you were saying. Uh, what would I be looking up? Mm. What would I what would you know if I'm as a travel blogger, what, what would I be asking about a destination? And this is actually also a great way to think about SEO. Um, like what questions are people asking that you should, you know, that should at least be in the text of your blog post. Mm, And in many cases, the title of your blog post, because that's what, and we've talked about that before with a couple different guests in terms of, you know, getting titles that are really what your, what your, what your, um, ideal client or, reader is looking for. Um, So I think about what questions people are asking that I know I can answer, which is essentially what you were talking about with your different blog post titles. Um, So it's, as I said, it's kind of funny how we, we think alike on that right now. um, You just shot with me. I'm working on a piece about travel beauty hacks. And that's because I'm always trying to come up with ways that I can look, you know, as a travel blogger, I always want to look my best on the road for pictures um, without bringing a ton of stuff or big bottles or containers. Mm-hmm. I'm a chronic overpacker. Mm-hmm. I've always, even before being a travel blogger, I was always overpacking because I like to be prepared. I'm one of those people. I like to have everything in hand. That's just with my anxiety. I need to know that I'm in control. Um, but because I am a travel blogger, I also need different outfits, props, um, 
so I can grab as much content as I can while I am at a destination. But I hate traveling with a ton of stuff. I just, and especially now with a kid in tow, I do not like traveling heavy. Um, so right now I'm working on a piece about how to create a capsule wardrobe for your travels that doesn't look like you're wearing the same thing every day. And I'm also working on a piece about, um, you know, best ways to bring your beauty routine with you um, without having to bring all the stuff. So those mm-hmm. are two things I'm working on because I know that stuff I look up. So I know other people are probably looking it up there in a similar boat. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And, and, you know, some of the posts we've, you know, just because you come up with an idea, it does not mean you have to get it right on your website or your emails or your Instagram right away. Some of them take a little time for me to develop while others I can get up pretty quickly. Um, I just put a piece out about how to layer and dress warmly for travel because I get really cold easily. And I had surprisingly dressed really well. Usually I'm always that person where I'm like, I wish I was wearing one more layer or I wish I'd brought gloves or whatever. I did really well on this Newport trip that I did in September, Mm. in, in, in December. So I already had the photos. All I had to do was write out the text and find the products that I love that keep me warm to link them up as well as create some collages so that people can just click on them and shop on them and make it super easy. Um, and then when it gets past that, that, you know, travel blogging um, in terms of like knowing what people are looking up for that, I look at the calendar, what holidays are coming up, what seasons um, as a travel and fashion blogger, that can mean I can look at it in a few ways. What are people looking at fashion wise and for travel? So it's winter. We're looking at warm destinations. So I just posted stuff about St. Lucia, warm destination, warm clothes that still look cute. So you can still look fashionable, which I just did with the Newport stuff. And then ski vacations, which I have no experience in. So I let other people take care of that. (laughs) I'm just, that's not, that's not where you're going to, if I don't think we're going to find Kate on the slopes anytime soon, unless something big changes, unless Ariel decides that's what her heart is set on someday. I'm not going to be a ski bunny. You're not going to see me doing ski lodge travel guides. Um, as, as luxurious as that can be, that's just not me. Um, and then speaking of Ariel, you know, as a motherhood blogger, I look at the fact that summer means people are looking for family vacations and how to travel with kids, resort wear, beach trips. And then past that, I like to do fun holidays because I believe in celebrating any day. So you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was pizza day. And I had a picture of Ariel dressed as pizza rat from when she was like four months old. And so I posted that and I'll do mm-hmm. things like donut day. And, you know, there's hashtags. I mean, I know we're not just talking about Instagram, but, you know, there's hashtags for all of these different holidays that people look up and surprise. Sometimes those can be like my most well-performing posts, mm. surprisingly. So that's yeah. just, that's what I do is, I is, it. I look at what people are looking up. What am I looking up? And then I look at what's coming up in the calendar. You know, we obviously holidays means holiday gift guides and, you know, spring means kind of coming out of hibernation and getting back to business kind of stuff. So it's all about thinking about what's coming up, not just for you, but for the people that you want following you or using your services. Right. Um, and worst case scenario, you put out a poll, you put out a survey. If you're not ooh, on Instagram, you can put out a survey and to your to your email list or on your website asking people what what they want to see mm-hmm. from you. And I do that every once in a while. Well, what would you like 
me to talk more about or yeah. what would you like me to you know put next on my youtube channel or whatever so worst case scenario you can also do that so if you know you're it's at a loss yeah i don't see i it's funny i never think to do that which i really should i don't know maybe i just don't think people are paying attention which i mean we've talked about content and conference you know content and confidence which is part of what this podcast is about but a lot of times i'll get like a comment from somebody and i'll be like oh I should totally do something about that. Like Mm -hmm. I should make a post about that because somebody finds something interesting. And I think a lot of people we've had on the show, you know, when we were talking with Gretchen Adams of Living Life Pretty, you know, she started out in one niche and then people were saying, but where's this shirt from? And and she ended up in the fashion sphere because that's what people kind of wanted to to see from her. So yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely listening to your followers, your readers, your clients is is a huge part of it. Good point, Jesse. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well, I know this is a short show, but I think we've said all that we need to say on exactly. this. I think it's and sometimes that's a good thing is to keep it short. So thanks so much for listening to Cocktails and Content Creation. Check out the show notes on our website, cocktailsandcontentcreation.com. You can join our Facebook group, Cocktails and Content Creation community, and you can email us, cocktailsandcontentcreation at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Keen Andrews, and you can follow me on Instagram at fashionablykateandco. And I'm Jesse Wyman. You can follow me on Instagram at Jesse Wyman Photos or at the brand photographer method if you're interested in brand photography as a photographer. Uh, Make sure to tune in next time for another great episode of Cocktails and Content Creation. And until then, cheers to your next cocktail. And happy content creating.